0: How are you doing? I'm doing good. Me too.
1: I don't know if anyone asked, but I'm doing good. (laughs) Uh, So welcome to Known Unknowns.
0: Yeah, it's a special emergency bonus episode.
1: Emergency bonus episode, That we were kind of
0: planning on doing. We had
1: planned on it yesterday. Yeah, planned
0: on doing a bonus episode this week. And then,
1: in light of recent events this morning, definitely... Yes. It became an emergency bonus episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is this is Known Unknowns. I'm Harry. And
1: I'm Carly. And this is
0: the podcast that you listen to for uh, news on all ghosts and ghouls and conspiracy theories and like creepy, mysterious stuff.
1: But we're here today to talk to you about another kind of very scary thing. <laughs> Different. From ghosts and ghouls and aliens, we're here to talk about the election and politics.
0: It's a it's a whole episode of the politics pouch.
1: Yes. See, we decided it might be a good idea to just have a short bonus episode Mm -hmm. that kind of that talks about um, where we talk about all the election updates from. Kind of beginning to end, like yeah. just a general timeline of what's been happening, just in case you aren't super in the loop. Um, it might help you understand what we talk about better on the podcast, and you should be informed about yeah. this. I mean,
0: we've been we've been talking about the uh, Democratic primary and and other political stuff on here, and so yeah. since the primary is wrapping up, we should I f- figure that we should uh, kind of do a little wrap up for it ourselves. Yeah.
1: And I think it makes. It, it, it makes some sense. We talk a lot about politics, mm-hmm. and this is also its own cons- Government is always some conspira- one oh, conspiracy... One big conspiracy. Oh, I've got theories. And it's scary. <laughs> and so I think it honestly fits in really well.
2: Yeah.
0: With
1: anyway. our topic. Mm-hmm. And this morning, very sad news. We found out that Bernie Sanders has suspended his campaign.
0: hmm Yeah. <sighs> And so Joe Biden is the uh, presumptive nominee for the uh, Democratic nomination for president.
1: Yep. Which is really sad.
0: Yeah, it's a bummer.
1: Yeah, it's it's a bummer. More on that later.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, but we just wanted to talk about uh, some about how we got to this point, Mm -hmm. I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess Harry, do you want to kick it off?
0: Yeah, so I'm just going to go through a, a sort of a timeline of the uh, of the uh, Democratic primary this year. Uh, Great. So so the primary begins on July 28th, 2017, just 188 days after Trump is sworn in as president. Um, uh, U.S. representative, uh, fitness psycho, and healthcare profiteer John Delaney announces his candidacy for president.
1: Oh, God, I remember that. You do? No, but I remember him. <laughs> I don't remember him saying he was going to run. I mean, I might. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't remember when he announced he was going to run. I just remember once he started showing up on polls and debates and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But he, I mean, he mostly made his name as... Uh well in this race he was like one of the one of the most moderate voice, or one of the most right wing voices on the stage I guess, um, which you know makes sense because he he has a net worth estimated around two hundred thirty million dollars, oh, uh, yeah, which he yeah, made yeah. off of uh, finance bullshit and like. Giving loans to hospitals and other investments in healthcare stuff, mm-hmm. uh, so it makes sense that he would be uh, fighting strongly against the a party that is moving or against a movement within the party to move it to the left on healthcare and stuff. Yeah, and to because he's not going to make any more money if healthcare becomes a human right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway. Um, then later that year, uh, entrepreneur and universal basic income advocate, Andrew Yang. <gasps> what do you have to say about Andrew Yang? I like him. He, he announced his, pres- did I say November 6th? That's no, you when did he- not. Oh. You said later on. Yeah, in November 6th, 2017. That's when he became the second major candidate to announce his candidacy.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool What do you man. have to say about him? He's cool. Man. cool. <laughs> Very disappointed he ended up endorsing biden oh
0: yeah that's something i meant to talk about <laughs> uh i guess i'll get to that la- later but,
1: yeah 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 oh yeah, well, yeah but, i know what you're gonna, okay yeah uh no I'm, uh, I'm, I'm i'm a little disappointed that he decided to do that mainly because mm-hmm. he was like well number wise <laughs> i don't know it was just a little disappointing
0: yeah no i mean i it was yeah that that was disappointing i f- i i really thought that he would endorse bernie just because mm-hmm. it seemed like Bernie was a second choice for a lot of his supporters. Uh, but anyway, and it was nice to have someone on stage talking about universal basic income. Yeah. Because I think... That's no
1: one a- ever talked about it. I feel like people kind of took it as a joke. Mm-hmm. And no one ever addressed it. <laughs> and then he would just always bring it back to UBI. hmm And then if any other candidate... I think once in one debate, someone was like, how do you feel about UBI and... The person was just like, "Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'll think (laughs) about it. I don't know. It just wasn't a big, I know thing. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it was also it was fun seeing him like get better and better at campaigning and like debating as it went on. Like because the first, oh that's
1: thunder. Yeah, if you're hearing weird sounds, it's either our roommate screaming." (laughs) As <laughs> they're watching TV and TikToks and stuff like that, uh-huh. or you're hearing thunder and storms. Yeah, just nice. <laughs> that is nice. Um, anyway, yeah, he at first he only ever discussed UBI. Like he was mm-hmm. just like, well, uni- universal basic income. <laughs> but and- he was.
0: But I mean, at, in like the first debate, he wasn't even that good at like tying the topic back Mm-mm. to universal basic income. He would sometimes he would like not even mention it at all. He would like not be able to find a way to get back to that. But then he... He always
1: wore a pin that said math.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: And I really liked it. Um, Very dorky. Yeah. He's a cool guy. Anyway, anyway, I
0: mean, but it was nice to have him talking about universal basic income, but I think the, the rest of his platform definitely left something to be desired as he was, like, against Medicare for All and other, like, social democratic policies.
1: Yeah. Sad face. So,
0: I mean... I think that universal basis UBI is worth um, is worth pursuing, but I think it's more of something to, that would come that would be more useful after we already after there's a good social safety net. Mm-hmm. You have you have socialism, and then add a UBI to that. You don't have a UBI in place of a social safety net, mm-hmm. as he was more suggesting. So that was a lot about Andrew Yang, but that's okay. Yeah. It's worth talking about. It's worth um talking about. four days after Yang announces candidacy, West Virginia State Senator Richard Ojeda announces his candidacy for president.
1: Oh, he was never in any debates.
0: Right? <laughs> no, he he this he had so this was four days after he lost his election for US representative. Um,
1: oh, then why did he think he could win? Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, he made big waves as like, he was like a, he was a very anti-Hillary. I think he, he, anti-Hillary Democrat. I think he like made big news because he voted for Trump or he said that he voted for Trump as a Democrat and stuff. Um, And so. How I, did
1: he think that was going to get him anywhere?
0: <laughs> well, he, it was in, I mean, it's West Virginia. So that's why he thought. It's a very. He was. He did Fair. reasonably well in for a very red district in a very red state. Okay. Um, in that campaign, um, but then he he ended his he ended his uh, presidential campaign um, just two and a half months later on January twenty fifth, twenty nineteen.
1: Two and a half months later. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs>
0: Uh, then that month in January, four more candidates announced they're running. Tulsi Gabbard, Julian Castro, Kamala Harris, Marianne Williamson. Uh, do you have anything to say about Marianne?
1: No, she's just funny.
0: (laughs) I think, I I would say that she was the spunkiest candidate in the field. Oh, I know, I loved her. The most... Um,
1: I have no idea what she honestly believed or stood for. She's like what <laughs> she's like an author of inspirational books or something, right? Yeah,
0: she believed in love and light. And yeah, she
1: was always like, Let's just love everyone. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good.
0: <laughs> um, at the spunkiest and funkiest, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she really, the Orb Caucus was, um, her her base i would say. <laughs> then and then the next month February four more major candidates announced Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren, Amy Klobuchar and his honor the most excellent dear leader the independent senator from Vermont Bernard Sanders.
1: <gasps> <gasps> I started saying I don't know. I was it was either going to be I don't know. It was either going to be a sound effect or woo 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 woo, and then it turned into woah woah
2: woah woah wah. wah, wah,
1: wah, wah. <laughs> so uh, you know, <laughs> yay Bernard.
0: Anyway, uh oh, I meant to mention this, but so there are twenty nine candidates who met the criteria to be considered major candidates in the tw- twenty twenty. Primary. Interesting. And the most at any one time running was 25, which is a okay. very big field. I mm-hmm. mean, they had, I think, eight. I mean, the 2016 Republican primary was huge, and I think they had like 18 candidates, maybe like 16 at one time. I don't know.
1: Yeah. How many people did they have for their first debate? That was crazy. Right? Yeah.
0: Wait, wait. This debate? The re- Democratic debate? Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Well, their first couple debates i think they had uh like
1: yeah they had two separate nights yeah two how nights many of 10 and are, 10 oh yeah so yeah. they had 20 people debating right mm-hmm. yeah that was horrible i hated <laughs> I every second of it because they got like 30 seconds to respond and then 15 seconds to like respond to other people's um uh words about them yeah like, I know. If they were mentioned <laughs> in an argument they had like 15 to to rebut yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was, was, it was insane. Or something like that. I think it was like 30 seconds and then 15 or something yeah, crazy Yeah, barely like that.
0: worth uh, putting on TV.
1: Mm-mm. No, because everyone got to speak like twice and then mm-hmm. it was over. It was horrible.
0: I know. Then in March, uh, Jay Inslee, John Hickenlooper, Beto O'Rourke, Kirsten Gillibrand, and Wayne Messam. Announced Beto. Yeah, Beto. He... Beto is hot. <laughs> Beto. He's yeah. hot. He he was, and he was, he was weird. He was one of those.
1: He's got a nice voice.
0: Guys a good who face. like, if, if B, if Beto had been for like Medicare and all, Medicare for all and stuff, he would have, I feel like he would have done better because, but he was trying to run in like a progressive seeming centrist lane. Like so many other people were.
1: It was weird.
0: Mm hmm. I mean, he was, yeah, it was very <laughs> weird. He was trying, he and like Cory Booker and Cass, Julian Castro, and I don't know who else. They were all trying to be, they're all trying to fill like the Obama, trying to be the Obama guy. Like yeah. the guy who, I guess Pete, too, he was trying to be that. He was trying like even more literally, like trying to copy his voice and stuff. But <laughs>
1: uh, Pete, I would say more on the, uh, he was i don't know
0: i think no i think i think pete was trying to like have that same like inspirational message of, oh like, yeah thing as obama but
1: i feel like those other candidates were more trying to maybe just be like right in the middle
0: i think i mean i think that that's part of what they admired about obama and saw as winning about him that he was able to win over both right. progressives. but i and, don't
1: think pete necessary i think maybe but also probably more uh moderate
0: well, yeah, but I think I think like in terms of like campaign tone. I think that he was trying to take like Obama's like campaign tone.
1: Yeah, I could see it. Okay,
0: I mean, that's like what I didn't people... follow
1: Obama's first campaign because I was like <laughs> so little. I think I I was in fifth grade mm-hmm. or fourth grade, probably when he started running. <laughs> fifth grade when I voted for him in my school's mock election. Hey. And I was the only one in my class to do so. Wow. Yeah, because my teacher asked us who we were going to vote, who we would vote for if we could, Uh and made us raise our hands. I'm the only one who raised my hand for Barack Obama. Wow. But yeah, I wasn't paying attention to anything. I think generally I was like, I don't know, he seems like the best one. He seems like the nicest. Uh Uh-huh. I told her, I'm like, I don't know, he seems to care about people more than the other one. That's what I said.
0: You were right. Yeah. (laughs) So... Uh yeah, I I think I don't know. But yeah, I, I didn't, do you remember so I don't know. all the weird stuff when Beato first started running though? Back to him because like his like Vanity Fair article about him where it's like <gasps> yeah. I was born to be in it and stuff. Yeah, and, but like,
1: then he later said he really regrets like saying that <laughs> or know. like doing an interview with Vanity Fair and then his photo by the truck with like the cowboy hat. Yeah.
0: That was, it was he's very so hot. ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was <laughs> I think so that dumb. Stuff, I think that stuff hurt him a lot also. I
1: think that's why he was like, yeah, I regret that. Mhm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, he should have just run for Senate again. I don't know why he didn't.
1: I don't know why. I think he was like, oh, people really like me. Yeah, I I mean, and yeah. And then decided he, to
0: Obviously Wanted. I think he
1: would have had a good chance if a trillion other people weren't running. I think a lot of these people would have had a good chance. Sure, yeah. But if a billion mm-hmm. other people weren't running.
0: Right. Sure. But I think that but he... But there,
1: there was such a big race. So I feel like... <laughs> you know. Yeah.
0: Uh, the other person who started running in March who I wanted to talk about was Kirsten Gillibrand.
1: Mm. <laughs> I hated her so much.
0: I know. I think... I mean... She I, was
1: so annoying.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how she would have done. You're, you're right that she was. Um, I think, I don't know. Not people didn't find her likable, and I think that hurt her. I think that she was, she didn't come off as genuine, or it was hard to like.
1: I was gonna say she seemed very fake. Yeah, it's... like she just like Pete seemed very, seems very fake. She seemed very fake.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you couldn't. I mean through her whole career like it's been hard to like pin her down on like what she actually believes in She
1: endorses everything
0: right yeah she like endorsed medicare for all but she was running against it Mm -hmm. uh, for president which is the same which is true of harris and a bunch of other people um have
1: we talked about her yet she hasn't ran she hasn't yeah
0: no she i think when did she? Oh, oh, she yeah,
1: running?
0: yeah. When Cory Booker, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, Kamala
1: Harris also sucks. Everyone, <laughs> don't don't be
2: fooled. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I, th- uh, but I was gonna say that I think Gillibrand. I think the thing that like hurt her the most is she had like no, she um she had no buy-in from the Democratic establishment, which like people like Cory Booker and like Beto O'Rourke and stuff and uh, Julian Castro, the like. Them, The establishment was at least willing to give them a chance and, like, say, hey, this might be a younger alternative to Biden we can use to keep the progressives from getting any power. But she – she, I mean, she did, like, an honorable thing in, like, leaving the charge to get Al Franken to resign after his sexual harassment yeah. issue. And I think – and that, like – I mean, she knew must have known that that would hurt her political career, but I think she did the right thing in doing that. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean – uh, that's, I'm glad she didn't win and, or do better, but also I admire that to some degree that she, um, no, no, that she was willing to go after Al Franken while she was probably planning to run for president and knowing that that would likely hurt her with the party.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that actually.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, I mean, I don't know. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. unless... If, or it could I don't have know been a more, yeah. It could have been a more cynical thing where she wanted to become the like Me Too senator or something. Who and you yeah, have that be well, her springboard so. a national. <laughs> um, but I don't think I, so.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, there. you
0: might as well. Uh, then next April we had Mike Gravel, Tim Ryan um who else uh, eric swalwell pete Buttigieg, seth moulton and joe biden that was the last yeah. big group of people to announce they were running um i don't know i wanted to mention mike Gravel because he uh didn't make it into the any of debates he was he was very close to making it into one he was he is a f- really old guy former senator from alaska he's he was a big deal in the I don't remember when, when he read the, uh, he read, he filibustered reading the uh, Pentagon papers, a big leak of like secrets about the Vietnam War and like corruption in the military and stuff. He read that on the floor of the Senate. So that mm-hmm. would be like publicly available to people. And so he like risked, risked like being arrested. So like people would have this information. Whoa.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't know that. That's so cool. he's
0: a big like anti-war figure also like marijuana legalization and stuff and he he I've also ran for president as a libertarian or he ran in the libertarian primary a couple of times he's a weird dude <laughs> but
1: sounds like it i
0: gave i think a dollar to his campaign because i wanted to see him in a debate <laughs> but that <Yeah>. didn't happen <laughs> uh, i'll get to that debate later um and then i don't know tim eric swalwell he was the gun control guy for one debate. Oh. He, he yes. likes. Who was like, no, think... we're
1: taking all guns. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, someone say it.
0: Yeah, it someone was nice. should say it. I know, I know.
1: Everyone's like, well, some. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, we're taking them all.
0: It would have been nice like, yes. if he yes. weren't such a smarmy little shit.
1: Yeah, I didn't like him. <laughs> he seemed like a real frat boy.
0: Mm hmm yeah
1: he was like pretty young right
0: yeah he's he was he like yeah he was 39 hair, I think
1: he was pretty he looked mm-hmm. young i'm telling you that boy
0: yeah i th- I mean i think that the fact that there wasn't a major mass shooting right before or right after that one debate probably hurt him because then he could have <laughs> used that to uh uh like veto yeah exactly like he used it yeah he sure did <clears throat> Tim Ryan was the guy who, from, who looked like he was scared all the, the time. Thumb? Yeah, the thumb. The, the thumb. thumb man? He yeah, looks the, like a thumb and he looks like he's frightened man. all the time. I know. He didn't do anything worth mentioning. No. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Michael Bennett, generic white guy. Uh, Steve Bullock. Uh, I don't know if he was in a debate or not, but generic so. white guy. And Bill de Blasio, mayor of New York. Mm-hmm. They started running in May of 2019 um also bill de
1: blasio
0: he's yeah
1: he did not irritate me as much as i feel like he should have yeah (laughs) Like, i don't know i've heard he's not a good guy
0: Mm -hmm. yeah new yorkers hate him new york people
1: don't like him but i don't know he made some good points and i was like
0: yeah yeah i
1: he seemed like a genuine guy but i don't know anything about him yeah i don't know he seemed slimy Right, <laughs> like you know, I'm like, oh, I bet he does some slimy shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that. Uh, imagine if Lori Lightfoot were running for president. I would say Chicago <laughs> mayor. Like, I think to people who don't live in Chicago, <laughs> long, she would long like.
2: Pants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she would like occasionally hit the right like progressive like phrases like talking mm-hmm. points to sound good to other people, but um, it would ultimately be just a cynical bid for power and also she is equally slimy
1: <laughs> what a nightmare she ran for
0: president, I swear. <laughs> i'm just saying that like they they both have the slimy vibe of like coming up and through a like major democratic machine and stuff
1: i know i was always just like yeah i like him but i know i shouldn't like him mm-hmm. like i know there's things about him that i shouldn't like i just don't know them i never really looked much into him because i never really cared yeah <laughs> it i'm was not like, i don't care about i'm him. not
0: sure why he ran i don't I don't really get it. I don't. I don't. Because like no, a a fun piece of trivia is that no mayor of New York has ever gone on to hold. Uh, I think national political, or at least not the presidency. N- really, n- like higher no, sure? or no mayor of New York has ever held. I think high, any higher political office.
1: I don't think that's true.
0: I'm pretty sure. I it's think true. a mayor
1: of New York. Has won the presidency in the past.
0: No. Maybe, I don't know. But I'm pretty sure that that's not true. Anyway. uh,
1: Well, I'm not going to say it because I'm going to sound dumb, but I'm going to look it up later. Okay, who uh, who do you think? I'm not going to say it. That's why I just said I'm not going to say it because I'm going to sound dumb. Okay. That's what I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say what I'm thinking.
0: FDR was governor. Of Damn New York. it. That's
1: what I was going to say. I was <laughs> either going to say FDR or the guy, the other Democrat he was running, ag- the other one that wanted to run for president, and then he beat him out for candidacy.
0: I don't remember.
1: Yeah, well, I learned about it in a history class. Okay. And I thought he was, I think he might have been mayor of New York City. I see. And then FDR, but I got them switched. I thought, I think I he, but I'm probably completely wrong (laughs) the other guy could have been attached to i don't know Mm -hmm. he was governor got it okay
0: Okay. oh okay the other thing i wanted to mention is that in may um may is when howard schultz the former ceo of starbucks he (laughs) he had been threatening to run as an independent if the democrats nominated someone who is too left-wing and but after joe biden got in the race he uh in may he uh said that he wasn't gonna run anymore and that the decision was partially or largely in part due to how mean to people were how mean to him people were on like twitter and online
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well
0: so i just bullying works folks
1: bullying works i hate anti-bullying campaigns because people are gonna bully let me tell you (laughs) people are gonna bully yeah. I don't know. Tell adults to not bully each other. How about that? <laughs> kids are going to bully. We follow... Kids follow... Not we. Kids follow what they see in their adults. Yeah. Just saying.
0: Okay. Tell, well, the, so tell their parents not to bully. We should only bully centrists and right-wingers. And you know what?
1: Sometimes bullying is good. So... <laughs> I mean... That that example. Yeah. Perfect example.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh Okay. So in, I'm going to, June of 2019, this is when, this is the month where Biden was, took fire for complimenting various segregationists while he was talking about how good he is at making deals and stuff, Mm -hmm. Uh, naming Herman Talmadge and James Eastland, the most obscure segregationists you could think of. Not I mean, he was, he was also close with Strom Thurmond, but didn't want to bring him up. Uh, But his quote the his worst quote about eastland was i was in a caucus with james o eastland he never called me boy he always called me son which is uh i (laughs) kind of missing the point (laughs) Oh yeah i think so i think there are i don't think it's a well i mean i guess it is a respect thing that he didn't call you boy but it's not (laughs) it it's uh it's not about you personally joe (laughs) yeah um uh 20 uh on the 23rd of June uh, former vice admiral of the US Navy Joe Seastack announces he will run for president. he would never appeared in a debate, never really he just kind of he had a really small campaign it was just him and like a few other people and we're just driving around Iowa and New Hampshire in a van. Okay. <laughs> I heard an interview with him. He seemed like an a an interesting guy. But, I'm
1: sure uh, he was. <laughs> sure he is. Next, uh, don't care about him.
0: Okay, uh, the first the first debates, the twenty sixth and twenty seventh. Uh, that's the one where Kamala Harris called out Biden for his previous stance opposing uh, desegregation of schools and busing. Yeah. Um, where and then the next day, or the next day, or a couple days later, Harris admitted that her stance on busing would have been basically the same as Biden's. (laughs) Yeah. uh, She, you know... She she, attacked him a lot. She attacked him really hard on his stance on segregation. Which, fair. And how it had personally affected her and how she... Biden's racist racist, uh, positions in the past had real effects on people. And then she, uh, of course, goes on to endorse him. Several yeah, I was
1: like, it would have, uh, I mean, it was a great argument, except for the fact that later she was like, well, probably would have done the same thing and then endorsed him and <laughs> might be, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like people think I, she might be I think she's VP.
0: I would say she's the favorite to be his running mate. Yeah. I would. I'd Which I'm just going to
1: laugh really hard and just rewatch that first debate clip of her just... Mm-hmm. Smashing him to bits. I th- calling him. Ra- she was like, "You're racist." <laughs> yeah. I'm like. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You're right.
0: I I I think that I I I I'm gonna say there's like an eighty percent chance that it's her. I. Because
1: th- he said it's gonna be a woman.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a woman, and one of I think Jim Clyburn and James or um John Lewis. They they both have endorsed Biden and. Um, I think one of both of their like uh, prerequisites for endorsing a candidate would be that they nominate a woman of color for their vice president. So I think that's
2: and she's a the sign only that one Kamala that Harris. it would be.
0: Yeah, she's yeah, mm-hmm. the only person with that kind of national cachet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, because I mean, some people think it might be Warren, but I I don't I don't no, think so. It's not gonna
0: happen. Uh, She'll get like secretary treasury or something. She'll get something in exchange for not endorsing Bernie.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: (laughs) This okay, uh, but to go back to the debates, this is also the one where uh, they spoke in Spanish. Where uh, and then
1: the Cory Booker meme was a thing, or like the little GIF uh, (laughs) where he was, where his eyebrows or his eyes just, his facial expression was just like, "What the fuck are people doing?"
2: Yeah. remember that remember yeah, when yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> everyone started speaking in spanish because right. Beto? yeah started he started it. his it. opening statement he was like of, half in spanish yeah
0: he he did it he kind of fumbled it a little bit pete then pretended to speak in spanish yeah and then julian castro actually spoke spanish fluently
1: <laughs> it's really embarrassing why would you do that if someone else on stage spoke? speaks spanish i know fully. why i think Bito's pretty fluent in spanish though
0: yeah i mean he yeah he represents like a el paso so
1: i didn't think it was that weird everyone made fun of him for i think it's funny that everyone I know. when i watched that i was like oh my god they're all speaking in spanish oh my I god know. they're all trying to one-up <laughs> each other on their spanish no it was hilarious how it was all the men. They were like, "Well, I can speak. Spanish. I can speak Spanish too. Let me speak some. Spanish. Let me talk so I can speak Spanish."
0: I know. I, I I so just goofy. Like the but honestly,
1: everyone made fun of Beto for speaking Spanish in his opening statement. I thought it was kind of cool.
0: I, yeah, it's fine. I don't. I don't see why you need to do that when I. You need to. He's trying to out Hispanic the actual Latino person on okay, stage. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Castro. Um. Yeah. And I mean also how using a using Beto as his uh Beto? Beto.
1: It's technically Beto, everyone. Yeah, just I know, so but you know but I say Beto, because it's so funny. So I say it now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just letting everyone know that it's technically Beto. Yeah, I know. So they know. Mhm. In case they
0: don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway. Well, um, I know.
0: Okay. Right, after I that. I never th-
1: supported him. <laughs>
0: Okay. Continue well, after that debate, and he doesn't get any traction. Is when Swalwell drops out. He he is the like. I don't remember him? He's the gun control guy.
1: Oh yeah, he only got into one. He got yeah, he got, yeah, he got the thing. first
0: debate. He tried to make his gun control points. Nobody was having it. He didn't get any traction. He was like, "All right, I guess not."
1: People really weren't having it.
0: I I got my name out there. Maybe in a few years. Uh, then the next day, weirdo Tom Steyer gets into the race. Tom Steyer. Tom Steyer. Tom, so he's the he's the billionaire with the tartan ties, the the plaid ties. He he's tall, weird looking guy. He was in almost all the debates.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, he seems like the an,
1: richest one.
0: One uh, of them. Yeah, not as rich as Bloomberg.
1: Right. He- I forgot he, he existed. <laughs>
0: I think Tom is worth, like, $10 billion, something like that. I don't remember how much.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I remember him.
0: Yeah. uh, I
1: get all the white guys confused. I know, there's a lot of them. They all look the same. Mm -hmm. Like, they all looked the same. I was (laughs) like, oh, my God, I don't know who you are.
0: Yeah, I know. Then, yeah, the July 30th to 31st is when the second debate was. Mm -hmm. That's where they had... Ten candidates each night. I don't remember how many candidates were in the first one. I think it was also ten and ten, I but it might have been nine like, and nine or ten no, and nine. I
1: think it had more. Wait, did the second debate have more people than the first one?
0: I don't. They it either had more or it had the same number. I don't. I don't remember how many people were in the first debate. I don't
1: remember either.
0: But anyway, uh, this is the one that Mike Gravel almost got in. He got he hit the donor threshold. He got sixty five thousand unique donors. Um, in like 20 different states, but he didn't meet the polling threshold, which was like polling above 1% in four different polls, four Mm -hmm. national polls. Um, however, John Hickenlooper, um, what's his name? Tim Ryan, John Delaney, Michael Bennett, Seth, Steve Bullock, Steve Bullock and Bill de Blasio, they all hit the polling threshold, but they did not meet the donor threshold.
2: When they um, got in,
0: but they were uh, they were allowed to participate mm-hmm. because they were suffic- sufficiently conservative
2: yeah
0: <laughs> um this is I't know Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. they make the case for universal health care against all these nobody white guy uh centrists. As well as the CNN moderators who are, you know, asking, is, w- how, won't it cost too much? We'll, won't, wouldn't, if everybody has health care, wouldn't the quality of health care go down? I don't want to see the same doctor as a poor person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, this is also the debate where, well, Kamala Harris had been falling in the polls for a couple weeks as her record as a prosecutor was receiving more scrutiny. But this is the one where Tulsi Gabbard really like stuck in the the knife, I guess. Um,
1: Twisted the knife. Yeah, well, really stabbed and then twist. And, like in attacked one thing.
0: her on her hypocrisy for um, putting so many. It uh, was good. People in behind bars for possessing marijuana while she admits to having smoked marijuana or claims to have smoked marijuana. Harris. Yeah, Harris.
1: When she was asked, didn't she laugh? I uh, watched that, that interview.
0: Yeah, Someone is that was like, the Have one? Have
1: smoked marijuana? And she was like, <laughs> she she laughed and was like, no. <laughs> I
0: I feel like in a different one, she did at some other point. She did say that she had smoked marijuana, but uh, she also you know put hundreds of people behind bars for smoking marijuana. Or, right. Um, that also for her like. Uh, Fighting against letting somebody on death row out, um, even though there was new evidence exonerating them, um, as, and for her policy of imprisoning mothers whose children are uh, uh, don't go to school enough, basically. I can't think of the word. Intru- in imprisoning mothers for their kids' truancy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And that's I remember her laughing about that one for sure. I but don't, I don't, I don't
1: mm, remember. No.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, continue.
0: Uh and this is also the debate where at the end Joe Biden had a little stroke and was like at the very end when everyone was saying go to my website to donate he's like go to joe30330 and uh, I don't You don't remember, remember that? that? No. You don't? No. Oh man, that was good. Go go to joe30330.
1: No, I don't. <laughs> All right, it's really funny. <laughs>
0: All right. uh, yeah, he
1: always had a stroke every debate. I don't know.
0: I know. Yeah, he had something, but that was that was like the first big one. But anyway, we'll we'll move on. Good. Uh, the in August, I think the second or third, the El Paso mass shooting happens, after which uh, Bejo becomes the gun guy. Yeah. Filling the void left behind by Eric Swalwell. Yeah. Um, on August 5th, no, 6th, 6th is when Bernie Sanders appears on the podcast, the Joe Rogan experience, Okay. um, which he received criticism for due to the fact that Joe Rogan has some right wing commentators and people on and has made transphobic comments in the past, um, I mean, I think that, I mean, Joe, Bernie was very successful in his, in going on that. He got a lot of people who listen to Joe Rogan who don't care about politics generally to listen, to like pay attention to him. I, I mean, I think it, the Joe Rogan experience is a largely, it's like a dumb guy podcast for people where people go like, oh, huh, that's weird. Interesting and won't to just like anything anyone says. That's what
1: I do. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Hmm, interesting. You say that all the time. Move on.
0: I <laughs> know. Anyway, no. Go. It's not you. I I I'm just saying that like hit Bernie's Bernie has been attacked for having for getting Joe Rogan's um endorsement basically and like promoting that while because Joe Rogan is somewhat conservative sometimes though he really has no political ideology whereas joe biden's like stated goal his like electoral strategy is to convert republicans so Mm -hmm. uh, appealing to republicans is only a good thing is only a bad thing if you're a progressive just wanted to say that the iowa state fair happens where we parade all the candidates around in a field in Iowa and they get a, get photographed eating corn dogs and other gross stuff. Yeah.
1: I love corn dogs. Don't shit on corn they're dogs. They're good.
0: I wouldn't want to eat them every day.
1: Oh, I would. I they're, love corn they're dogs. They're fine. I,
0: actually, I, I, don't, I don't know how much I like corn I dogs. I love
1: corn dogs. I
0: like, I, I, I eat corn dogs. Okay. Um Then Hick. Mike Gravel, John Hickenlooper, Seth Moulton, Kirsten Gillibrand, and Jay Inslee all drop out in August. Yeah, by the end.
1: losers.
0: Yeah, Jay Inslee was unfortunate to see go, as he was the he was the climate change guy, the former governor oh, yeah. of Washington. Who?
1: Yeah, I remember him.
0: Yeah, I, he he didn't do great in the debates. He no, he, he didn't. He should have. He didn't do a good job of tying things back to climate change, which was supposed to be his thing. Um, but it also hurt him and hurt all of us that the DNC refused to hold a debate focused specifically on climate change, like the most important issue facing our world and where there is a important differences between all the candidates. Mm -hmm. They didn't hold a debate specifically about it. Uh, September, the third debate happens. I don't remember anything that happened in it they all ran together bill de blasio dropped out and endorsed bernie uh on october 1st bernie had a heart attack and was off the campaign trail for a few weeks remember then
1: i do remember that
0: that was a somewhat scary time although there was never really any doubt that he would be back on the trail
1: yeah i didn't i wasn't that worried about (laughs) it everyone else seemed to be i know Worried about it
0: so uh you know they had the like
1: he had a heart attack but joe biden can't form full sentences <laughs> yeah, he can't form
0: con- coherent thoughts
1: so i don't understand
0: mm-hmm. uh in october was the first real-ish controversy about elizabeth warren um where sh- she had been on the trail and in debates and for a long time talking about how she was fired from being a teacher um because she got pregnant Um, but people went back and looked at records at the time and it showed that she was offered another, she was offered a new contract after that year, but she, she had resigned and the school board accepted her resignation sadly or something. So some records at the time make it seem like she resigned of her own accord. She wasn't forced to quit or she wasn't fired as she put it
1: yeah well i'm sure it was implied yeah
0: as as she she has clarified it's more that like she was asked to resign after they they had offered her a new contract then they found out she was pregnant and asked her to resign
1: yeah didn't they tell her who told her to kill the baby
0: then no that was someone that was, was someone else that the Mike Bloomberg said that to one of his oh fuck staff I got that mixed up yeah she Bloomberg. was like
1: telling yeah okay oh mm-hmm. and she said that okay I remember that
0: right
1: yeah well I'm sure she she was asked to resign
0: yeah that's I mean that's probably mm. the case there's yeah <laughs> I know but that that was like the first. I don't know that she, I don't she did kind of take. She did kind of start that. That point is about where she started to decline in the polls, though. Yeah, well, that's a, why that's I think that's it's a bad place. What?
1: Nothing. I just think that's stupid. That's I'm a just, stupid I'm just,
0: thing. I yeah, I know. But anyway, I mean, before that, she was like in first place for a for a minute. She was like above Bernie by a big margin. But then when that happened, is when she started to decline. So I think it's well, notable. yeah, because
1: I'm sure a bunch of. Stupid men were like, Well, not technically. And, uh, bah, 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 bah. I'm sure they didn't actually ask her to resign,
2: <laughs> which
1: I'm sure they didn't.
2: Yeah,
0: you know, you're, you're probably right.
1: Publicly or on any paperwork asked her to resign. You're
0: probably right.
1: No, I'm sure. I don't know why she would lie about that. Uh, yeah. If I know. you want to, uh, you know, I, I believe her. Yeah. Okay. I'm just
0: gonna put that out there. Okay, uh, October fifteenth. There's the fourth debate um, where they had. This was the. I think the, they had twelve candidates on one stage this time. Oh yeah. A lot of people thought they would split it up into six and six because there was more than ten. they should have done that. Yeah, they should have. But they did not do that. Um, it was the most candidates ever on stage for like major party televised debate, major party well, I think debate
1: because two people qualified like very last minute and they had already announced that they were gonna do one night of it
0: oh is that what happened I don't remember yeah oh, okay um then August 19th Bernie has his I'm back rally in Queens where he gets AOC's endorsement yes, yes. big one uh November uh, Elizabeth Warren backtracks on her Medicare for All plan, oh, yeah. saying that, that was unfortunate. actually, I want to wait until it is no longer politically feasible. I want to expend all my political capital early, so I don't have any left for that. And then the fifth debate happens. I don't remember anything notable about it.
1: Me either.
0: Uh, December, Kamala Harris drops out um on december 6th is when a voter asked biden about his and his son's corrupt dealings in ukraine oh yeah and he uh then challenges the guy to do a push-up contest calls him a damn liar you're a damn liar and says look fat here's the deal oh
2: yeah oh god and
0: this is like you're you're too old to vote for me or something i don't know
1: yeah that was rough
0: he, Implies that, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Uh, on the 15th is when Pete has his wine cave fundraiser in Napa Valley, yeah. where that's only for you know people charged who have a bunch
1: of people, yeah, people to get in, right? Yeah,
0: or only people who have like maxed out that uh, ah, yes, contributed yes, yes, $2,800 yes. get to come to a wine cave to meet him and you know make their demands and mm-hmm. uh, call in their favors. Um, they have the sixth debate. Which is uh, they debate the US, Mexico, Canada uh, trade deal, um, which Bernie is then the only senator running to vote against, um, despite the fact that all of them are hoping to run against Trump and it's his deal. So and they also just the House also just voted to impeach him and they all say they support him, support impeaching him. Uh, So it kind of muddies the waters on how bad they think Trump is. Um, So at the end of December, uh, there are 14 candidates remaining. Um, Deval Patrick had announced his candidacy in November, and Michael Bloomberg announced his candidacy in December.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, We get into January. Uh, This is where we get into the progressive division they start trying to drive a wedge between uh bernie and warren so they can't keep tag teaming on medicare for all yeah um where politico first publishes a quote-unquote campaign script of what that was posted in the bernie campaign slack where it was have it was supposedly suggesting to people canvassing in iowa that they criticize Warren well I mean that they point out that Warren appeals mainly to uh older and well-off voters well-off white voters um and is will do less to expand the uh, the voting coalition um which then she uh you know she accuses Bernie of sending people out to attack to drag her Or something. Um, It turns out that this was almost immediately deleted. It happened to be screenshotted by somebody in the like one minute where it was viewable. On the Slack, it had been posted by a new volunteer who had just got there and was posting suggestions for other volunteers.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. Because it was never actually used. Yeah. It was just like a dumb thing that a dumb person did.
0: Yeah. Then the next day, uh, right before CNN. Uh, the day before CNN is about to host the debate, CNN reports that two people who warned that about a meeting that Bernie and Warren had in December, 2018, sorry to drag you through this again, Carly, uh, that two, according to two people, Warren spoke to about the meeting after it. And two people familiar with the meeting say that Bernie said to her, a woman couldn't win the election. Ber- the Bernie campaign denies this, saying no. That they
1: okay. So here's the deal. Okay. They report a bunch of people reported that Bernie Sanders said a woman couldn't be president. Yeah. That's what they said. Yes. Elizabeth Warren said they. Well, yeah, he said that a woman couldn't beat Donald Trump in the the election.
0: Mm, that's not what she said, but she
1: did. not She came out like in the debate. She did.
0: No, she she didn't in the debate.
1: Oh, they're like, did Bernie Sanders? Oh, she, yeah. She avoided I
0: mean, like, and she avoided saying specifically what she said or what she thought. Ev-
1: well, all the headlines said that, but then if you yeah, went, went into it, it's like, oh, he said that a woman couldn't win the presidency or would have a hard time.
0: Mm-hmm. He, Bernie and his campaign Trump. said, say that he expressed his concern that Trump would weaponize misogyny against.
1: Yeah, which a, I'm sure he did say. Yeah, I'm
0: sure. He might have said he it. He said a, a woman a probably way.
1: couldn't win.
0: Yeah, or that they'd have a harder Donald time Trump. against Donald Trump, or that a woman right, running the same kind of campaign as Hillary would have or would lose against Trump,
1: which is true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, no, it would face a
1: lot of more, a lot more, and different, and more difficult <laughs> challenges.
0: So anyway, the debate at the at, at the debate the next day after this story breaks. Um, the CNN moderator asks Bernie why he said to Warren that he didn't think a woman could be president. Then he denied saying that.
1: Yeah, because he, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then uh, the, immediately after that, the uh, moderator then asked Warren how she felt when Bernie said that a woman couldn't be president. Mm-hmm. And she replied, I disagreed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> she, you know, Later dodging whether. She definitely weather.
1: said something about how i don't know well
0: so after the debate they were seen like her coming over to him hey i'm trying to shake her hand and she like ignoring that and then i think you called me a
1: liar on national television so there's a lot of like
0: speculation about what they're saying about that for like a full day
1: yeah and then they leaked audio
0: and then yeah CNN sits on that audio for a full day to, you know, get as much play out of the story as they can. And then they release the audio on the 16th. And it has Warren saying, I think you called me a liar on national TV. And Sanders replying, let's not do it right now. You want to have that discussion. We'll have that discussion. You called me a liar. And Tom Steyer saying, I just want to say hi, Bernie.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I just want to say hi, Bernie.
0: And Bernie's saying, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> or yeah, good. Yeah. okay. okay, good. <laughs> so that happens. They drive a wedge between the, uh, the, in the the through the uh, progressive wing of the party um, on February 3rd. the Iowa caucuses happen. Bernie slash Pete get first. There's all that nonsense with the uh, results being delayed because
1: yeah. I remember
0: that. Well, we talked about it it on the podcast. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. The DNC wanted the Iowa State Party to use a particular app that the (laughs) state party didn't really want to do. And then it was forced on them. And then it did not work at all. Uh, So Bernie gets first in the popular vote. uh, Pete Buttigieg gets first in state delegate equivalents and then national delegates. Warren gets third place, Biden comes in fourth, Klobuchar fifth. Um, A little bit later in February, six women of color in Warren's Nevada office resign over toxic racial environment and tokenism. Uh, But Warren apologized to them personally and said that she took responsibility. Um, Although in March, other people who worked at the campaign uh, currently at the time said that nothing really had been done to address those problems. Um, uh, about the same time, a woman asks Biden at a, at a town hall uh, about how he can call himself the electable candidate when he just came in fourth at Iowa. Um, and he calls her a lying dog faced pony soldier. <laughs>
1: Sorry, that's not funny, but it is funny because
0: what is that? <laughs> right. Well, it's supposedly a quote from a John Wayne movie, but no one has ever been able to verif- figure out what movie that's from or if the movie even exists. It might be something that he just made up. Uh, so on February 11th, uh, the New Hampshire primary is held, um, which Bernie wins, but it's close enough that Judge and Bernie... Um, They come out with the same number of national delegates awarded. Amy Klobuchar comes in third, Elizabeth Warren fourth, and Joe Biden comes in fifth. Uh, Then the 22nd at the Nevada caucus, Bernie wins in a landslide, getting a majority of Latino voters, a vast majority of uh, young people, and um, I think he also, or he was very I think he won with African American voters in Nevada too, though I'm not sure about that. Anyway, Biden came in second there, Buttigieg third, Warren fourth, Klobuchar fifth. Um, In the weeks leading up to the South Carolina primary, which will be held on February 29th, Joe Biden lies at nearly every event that he goes to in South Carolina that he was arrested while trying to visit Nelson Mandela in prison in South Africa. (laughs) <laughs> no mainstream media outlets want to pick this up and he's never asked about it at a debate or by any reporter
1: but that's not true right
0: yeah no that never happened <laughs> What the heck? but it, even after his campaign acknowledged that oh yeah that's not that's not true he he misspoke or something he, he kept was saying
1: arrested yeah, he was never
0: arrested. He did go to South Africa with the Congressional Black Caucus um, to try to meet Nelson Mandela, but he was—he never got arrested there. <laughs> uh, on the 29th, the South Carolina primary, Biden wins in a landslide, getting 48% of the vote. Bernie comes in second, Buttigieg third, Warren fourth, Klobuchar fifth. Uh, now, March 1st. Pete Buttigieg drops out and endorses Joe Biden.
2: Yes.
0: The next day, Amy Klobuchar drops out and endorses Joe Biden. Mm. Beto O'Rourke, who had dropped out months ago, uh, endorses Joe Biden. The on the night before Super Tuesday, all three of them, plus uh, Kamala Harris, hold a big rally in uh, Texas to mm-hmm. uh, uh, celebrate the endorsement and stuff and show their support. Uh, this is really unprecedented. Um, that especially that Pete dropped out, um, because it he was doing good. M- he, I mean, by, you know, he, he, could make a case that he won or tied the first two, uh, primaries. I mean, he, he made the case. That His campaign to me and a lot of sources out. say that, say that he won Iowa. He got the most, uh, delegates out of Iowa and then he tied in New Hampshire getting the same number of delegates and never, never before has someone who did that well in the first two. Two states dropped out. Dropped out before Super Tuesday.
1: It was surpr Like he was doing really well. I I feel like he was gonna. I was mm-hmm. shocked because there was nothing there that would have suggested he would drop out. Yeah, I know. At the same time as Klobuchar. Yeah. Because she was doing terrible. Mm-hmm. I know. So it was just really weird. <laughs> yeah, he and dropped it's like, out yeah, before. Yeah, I think Klobuchar. we all know what's happening.
0: Yeah, I uh, I should have mentioned more. Uh, I found more examples of the uh, the feud between Klobuchar and Buttigieg because that was always a fun thing. That in was
2: the debates, good.
0: How much they hated each other. Hated each other. Each other. Uh, I mean, they're both horrible. Yeah. I also forgot to look up the uh, the case in Minnesota where Amy Klobuchar um, had a person sentenced to death who it was and then fought a fought against revealing evidence. That would have exonerated him, but oh well. Yeah, oh, I also I forgot. Have
1: enough information on here.
0: I know <laughs> there are so many good things about Buttigieg too that I forgot to mention.
1: Yeah, I know. You talked about people who are nobodies. I'm sorry. Before you talked about interesting facts of these losers.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll talk about them another time. <laughs> Uh, buh, 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 buh. Anyway, so Super Tuesday happens. Um,
1: well, explain why uh, Pete might have dropped out so suddenly.
0: <laughs> well, be- why uh, Pete dropped out so suddenly? Yeah. Well, be- to get to so Biden could win, to consolidate support around Joe Biden. That's why right. he and Klobuchar dropped out at the same time.
1: Yes, but I'm sure there's... Bigger things happening.
0: Well, I than mean that. Yeah, they were they were surely promised like some kind of cabinet post, which
1: is illegal.
0: Yeah. Well, I I was going to talk about Andrew Yang. Okay. Um, well,
1: you got to mention why Pete Buttigieg dropped out so suddenly. We were like, oh, that's very weird. Moving on. <laughs> and I'm like, no, there's a reason why it's weird. We were <laughs> we were setting it up. Well, and then I mean, it's
0: the well, I mean, the thing it's 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 unprecedented because. It, well, it was very unexpected because we did. No one expected the Democratic Party to be this competent to orchestrate uh, a rat fucking in this sort of uh, like this 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 excellently. I guess you could say. Um,
1: okay. What?
0: <laughs> Just continue. Uh, no. What, what did What did you want me to say? What, Nothing. What did you want to say?
1: Nothing. Just keep going.
0: Well, I was going to mention how Andrew Yang had said.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, if you, it, I think on March eighth, he was giving an interview on the Breakfast Club, and uh, he was asked about his endorsement of Joe Biden, and he was asked by the host uh, Charlemagne the God um, whether if Joe Biden had promised him a cabinet post, and uh, Andrew <laughs> Yang said that that he had talked. To him, and that was the that was the implication, basically, or that was the strong, that was that was the sense he came away with, basically. Which
1: never really got much media. Nothing that happens, like with Joe Biden, really gets much media attention. Mm-hmm. But that was like,
0: yeah, I mean, in right? a in a just world, that would be that would That's be illegal. Uh, yes, it is, according to I forget. Even
1: I, implying that someone might. Possibly get some kind of benefits if you win. Mm-hmm. That's illegal.
0: Yes, in in. A- <laughs>
1: <laughs> so just to let you know. In a
0: just society, this would be investigated, and there would be consequences faced by the Biden campaign, but. This is not a just world in which we live.
1: Right. I'm just, I'm just pointing it out. No, I agree. I just agree. want people to know that it's illegal because I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. And then I found out and then I'm like, well, he never technically said it. And then in the thing it says, even like if you freaking imply a possibility of just any
2: I know. like uh,
1: benefits given, like it's like, yeah, it's stated so that even if it's like kind of sort of implied, sort of, you kind of say it ish. Mm-hmm it's illegal <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you know
0: yeah super tuesday happens bernie wins two states joe biden wins like 12
1: a billion yeah
0: i don't, yeah. I don't remember how it went exactly not good um the next day uh michael bloomberg drops out after uh. only winning uh the american samoa caucus yeah he is. <laughs> um let me see what else happens Uh, February 9th, Elizabeth Warren drops out after Super Tuesday. She declines to endorse anybody. Um, Yeah, that was dumb. And Bernie's campaign keeps limping ahead. The coronavirus outbreak begins in the U.S. Oh, yeah,
1: that happened. Remember that?
0: Yeah, I I remember when that was.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I just forget when it, like, started. (laughs) I know. Feels like years.
0: Anyway, uh, while... After, after the CDC um, recommends against um, more than 10 people gathering in a place, the Joe Biden campaign continues uh, encouraging people to go out and vote in person in large numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh yeah, they didn't miss-
1: cancel any of the elections.
0: Yeah, yeah, and not they,
1: even Chicago, not even Illinois.
0: Yeah, they and they repeatedly misrepresent what the CDC encourages people mm-hmm. to do. Uh, the Bernie Sanders campaign uh, ceases to have rallies and uh, just starts uh, recommending people vote by mail as much as they can, yeah. and does not incur- and encourages people, in fact, not to go and vote. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So the, both campaigns, both remaining major campaigns, stop holding in-person events and just go online. Joe Biden, well, no,
1: barely. Joe Biden barely did anything online.
0: Yeah, after Super Tuesday, Joe Biden like, isn't seen for like five days at a time. Um, after the after the Illinois at all primaries, this
1: helped him a lot. He <laughs> he has he not talking. Yeah, there's he has a great excuse not
0: to be seen live and in person. Yeah. Mhm. Uh because they have to uh kid out his house. For... I think
1: part of this episode should have been just reading Joe Biden <laughs> screwed up quotes that he said, oh, like yeah. just in crazy there things. There's
0: there's so many. That will be a future episode.
1: Yes, where we just read them.
0: Yeah, absolutely there anyway uh i'll I'll recommend a different podcast episode at another time not not of this podcast, but there's anyway uh so that happens uh or rather doesn't happen they have they have another debate where they make a big show of having the candidates six feet apart from each other, but all the moderators are clustered right next to each other behind one desk
1: yeah, that was weird mm-hmm.
0: Bernie's smart and he like he like kind of like walks by the desk after the debate and just kind of waves goodbye whereas Joe goes up and like shakes hands with all of them and like stand right up there. Yeah. Probably getting the coronavirus.
1: I hope he does. It'd be so cool. <laughs> Cuz he'd die immediately. Mhm. <laughs> Sorry, that's mean.
0: <laughs> after Joe Biden's house is ready for live streaming, they release a, uh, they release a live stream of Joe Biden speaking, which um, suspiciously, well, the background looks like a green screen. Uh, if you look at it, it doesn't, it really doesn't fit into like the dimensions of where.
1: So they, it was supposed to look like his house?
0: Yeah. But also Joe Biden is wearing the exact same outfit that he was wearing in like his last address before going into like quarantine basically no <laughs> she i didn't also know gave, this yeah he's wearing the exact same like shirt and blazer and stuff and See, for, none
1: of this stuff gets talked about so i don't hear
2: it
0: for several of those for several of like the first few like live streams that his campaign puts out he's wearing um repeat outfits that look yeah and in i don't know it looks like they're just recycling footage of him <laughs> Yep, it looks a lot like that.
1: Makes sense.
0: Anyway, um, and then they cancel some primaries. Wisconsin just went ahead with theirs. Uh,
1: (laughs) Just ridiculous. mm -hmm. Ridiculous.
0: Which uh, I'm sure the Biden campaign and Democratic Party are very happy that the uh, the Supreme Court went ahead and said that they had to do it, so that they don't get the blame for the the election being held anymore but uh and then today bernie sanders dropped out yeah yeah Mm
2: -hmm.
0: i don't know i think that uh it's a bummer
1: yeah it is a bummer yep
0: (laughs) (laughs) the end the end of history so that is that's how the last ever democratic primary uh ever went
2: what
0: i was i i I mixed up my words i'm sorry so that that is how the uh the last ever democratic primary uh unfolded what i'm saying
1: i'm confused about what's going on (laughs) what are you saying
0: i'm saying that there will never ever be another democratic primary again just wrapping it up why because either the world this? is the world is gonna end, probably we're all gonna die, Carly. Okay, duh. <laughs> what? I was making a joke.
1: Yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't know if it was a joke or if you meant to say that.
0: <laughs> yes, I didn't get I the said joke it four times. Yeah,
1: I didn't get the joke. <laughs> I was like, that's dark.
0: Yeah. Well, we're all gonna die, or uh. the Democratic Party, or you know, the most likely outcome is Joe Biden loses in November and the party splinters and is no more. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I was getting too optimistic there. I shouldn't have. Uh... <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. All right, well, I have something to say. Great. I'm going to read Tara Reed's account of a... Uh, What happened to her?
0: Okay. uh... Tara
1: Reid, by the way, if you missed our last episode or something or didn't listen to it, or one of our episodes, Tara Reid is the one, is like the main one who recently came out and said that uh, Joe Biden sexually assaulted her. Mm -hmm. She came out originally when all the other women did, Mm -hmm. but then, yeah, we talked about her a little bit, but... Her story is, um, I want to read it in her words. Okay.
0: Content warning. Yeah. Sexual assault. Yeah. Description.
1: Yeah. Because she talks, she she explains what happens. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to listen, please. Skip ahead. Skip ahead. Just, we'll probably end after this. So just stop listening now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, all right. Ready? Yeah. Okay, so Amy Goodman, the person who interviewed Tara Reid, asks, Uh Can you give us the circumstances, how you ended up, what was the day, how you ended up alone with Joe Biden? Explain what happened that day. And Tara Reid says, I was approached by my supervisor. She handed me a gym bag and said, hurry, Joe wants this, so go get it to him. Uh... He'll meet you down towards the Capitol. And I went down the stairs, and I don't remember exactly where I was because there's connections between the Russell building and all of that and the corridors, but we were in a semi-private location. It wasn't a room. It wasn't, you know, the Russell office building. I mean, in his office. It was down in the corridors, and I handed him the gym bag. And then he... It was one, as I described fluid moment he was talking to me and he said some things that i don't recall and i was up against the and i was up against the wall and he i remember the coldness of the wall and i remember his hands underneath my blouse and underneath my skirt and his fingers penetrating me as he was trying to kiss me and i was pulling away and he pulled back and he said come on man i heard you liked me but he was angry It was like a tight voice, and he tended to smile when he was angry. And he isn't like the Uncle Joe, like everybody talks about now. He was younger. He was my dad's age at the time, and very strong, and he looked insulted and angry. And I remember feeling like I had done something wrong when he said that statement. And then I was standing there when he said, he was still near me. He said, pointed his finger and said, you're nothing to me, you're nothing. And he walked away. And I don't remember exactly where I went after. I think I went to the restroom to clean up, but I don't remember precisely. The next memory I have is sitting on the cold stairs in the Russell Building back stairs. On the Russell Building backstairs where the big windows are. And I remember just my whole body shaking. And I remember knowing that, knowing that I had made him angry and that my career was probably over. And I didn't comply. And I didn't comply when I was asked to serve drinks at a cocktail party for donors because apparently... Joe Biden said, according to a legislative staffer, that I had pretty legs, and he thought I was pretty, and I should serve the drinks. And my supervisor had encouraged me to do so, but I did not. So sitting on those stairs, the reality hit me. The next thing I remember was that night and talking to my mom, and she was like, you need to file a police report at sexual assault." And I didn't think of it as sexual assault, and I didn't really understand, and I was trying to just get over the shock of it because I looked up to him. He was supposed to be a champion of women, and I was so thrilled to be at, the, at that office, and so honored, and it shattered my life and changed the tra- trajectory of my whole career in life, and I lost my job after I complained, and I was fired. Uh, and then Amy is like, how exactly did you complain? You filed a complaint of sexual harassment against Senator Biden at the time. Now let's be clear. This is this is 1993, two years after he had led the Senate Jud- uh, Judiciary Committee. Is so how do you say that? Mm-hmm. Around the Anita Hill charges against Clarence Thomas. Uh, so this is soon after that. You filed a complaint. Did you talk about this happening? Tara Reid said. No, I didn't talk about the sexual assault. What I did was I went through office protocol, which would be to go to your supervisor. And if you're not happy, you go to the next supervisor. And then the next one would be the chief of staff. And I did go up the chain verbally. And there were a couple of meetings, more than a couple actually, and there were people taking notes. I mean, I know they take notes. And some were more informal in the hallway with Marianne, and I was basically... After I had not served the drinks the whole you know episode, I was immediately told, like within a few days, by Marianne's assistants that I dressed too provocatively that I was too that I needed to be less noticeable and then Marianne got me in the hallway because I was annoyed because I was annoyed by that, and she said, "You know quote, "You want to just keep your head down and do as you're told if you want to last here End quote and I went to them and told them I was uncomfortable, so i couched it in those terms and we didn't use the term sexual harassment a lot back then and i remember saying i was uncomfortable and why but nothing happened and in fact i was put in a windowless office and i had my duties taken away from me i was given a desk audit and i was told to call one of my upper level supervisors even if i went to the restroom i was not to call or talk to other staffers or go to legislative hearings i was told that i was given a month to find another job. And I sent out my resumes. And before I did that, because of this retaliation, I told my mother, who gave me the term retaliation, and explained to me what was happening, and said to march in there and file a sexual harassment claim. And I said, and she used the word. And I said, well, you don't just march into their office. Like, that's not how this is done. So I had gone through the protocol. Then when they didn't work I went to the outside, which was like a, they had a temporary office set up, so it was a senate personnel or something like that, and I was given a clipboard. I filled out a form and talked about just the incident of sexual harassment, feeling uncomfortable, and I was told at the window that somebody would call back, you know, call me back in, and they never did. I ended up looking for for work, couldn't find it. I volunteered for the robert f kennedy memorial i was fortunate enough to work in the vip tent and with the family and it was helping me emotionally because i was trying to recover from the trauma of what had happened that day and i didn't share it with many people at all and that time it's just not something that was easy to talk about it's not easy to talk about now um and when i came out in april it's i started again I had the intent to tell the whole history with Biden, but one of the first questions out of the reporter's mouth was, yeah, but it wasn't sexual, right? When he, was talking, when he was talking about the sexual harassment and shut it down. And that's not his fault. It's my responsibility. I know to be brave and to be courageous and say the words, but it just put me off from being able to talk. And then when the story was hitting, there was so much uh, blowback and smearing on social media that I just didn't feel comfortable. So I was trying to find a way to tell my story to legitimate, legitimate, and to a legitimate news agency. I didn't want it sold or, you know, sensationalized or any nonsense like that. I wanted to have the deeper conversation of how hard it is for survivors of sexual assault and sexual harassment in the workplace to go up against powerful men, because I have not received any payment for this. I have not received any compensation, because the facts are, you know, women are not paid to talk. They're paid to stay silent. And so I wanted a woman's organization around me, and that's why I went to Time's Up. Yes, I went to Time's Up. They were very gracious. I filled out a form, first of all, on, you know, you do it online. And then I was called about January 24th-ish, right around there, and I emailed back. And then we had a phone interview. There was about 20 emails between us, and there were several meetings on the phone. And what they did was they prepared a paragraph describing my case, and they were going to give me attorney referrals. And if you're, if you're economically challenged or you need help with funds, they will help you with a public relations platform for one month, so access to a public relations firm, to tell your story with their platform, and also to have an attorney, which is what I was seeking because of the social media smears. I wanted, like, cease and desist for some of the things that were being said. I wanted protection of some sort and not to be alone. Uh, It was absolutely stunning. In the 20 plus emails and the multiple conversations that we had, not one time, not once did they say that they were connected to Anita Dunn, who worked with Harvey Weinstein and advised him and helped him keep silent some of the women who came forward. Not one time did they talk about the payments that were made to the Joe Biden campaign Now, bear in mind, in their defense, they they said that that's second removed. But part of their services was was to provide a platform, you know, public relations platform. I don't understand as a survivor. And I'm not an investigative reporter. I'm not an investigator. I'm just speaking as a survivor survivor. It violated my trust when I read Ryan Grimm's article. I found out with everyone else. And I'm still processing that. I shared my story with them again and again with the attorneys that they sent me. And each time I was rejected by each attorney. One attorney said, quote, we've met as a firm and we have decided that there is no legal strategy to safely tell your story because it's Joe Biden. And what I want to say is that's wrong. That's unconscious. I can't say that word.
0: Unconscionable.
1: Yeah, I can't say it. Anyone who has a claim or an assertion of something that's happened of misconduct should be able to speak freely. And as you can see in the social media, I am being ripped apart. Let me let me skip ahead. Uh, they started an email, but then I called Ellie asking her what was going on. It was taking some time, and I kept getting rejected by attorneys. And she said, "Quote: I was going to just email you, but I have to tell you." that our 501c3 status would be at risk. You can keep referring attorneys. We can keep referring attorneys to you, but we cannot provide you funding. So then I wanted to escalate it to the director. And so we had a meeting with the director and the program manager. And I pushed back a little and I said, I can't help who did this. Where do I go? How do I get help? How do I get a woman's organization to help me? And her response was, quote, keep in communication with us. Our attorneys have advised us our 501c3 could be at risk because it's a presidential election and we can't appear biased. So I accepted the response at the time. And then Amy Goodman says, we have five seconds, Tara. And Tara Reed's last statement was, anyway, what I would say is there is no access to justice for me. And in the fall, there's no democracy for me. So that was long. But, but I think important. Yeah,
0: it was worth it. I'm glad you read that. Yeah, it was good.
1: It's just sad. Yeah, it I don't know. It's hard to read. Mm-hmm. That wasn't all of it, but it was most of it.
0: Mm-hmm. You can put a link to that. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In the That's episode, good. if you, you want to read it, it, it for yourself. Yeah. Again. Um. Okay. Uh, Sorry, that was long. No, it's okay. It was, it was. I'm glad you read it.
1: Yeah. Basically, I think it was time's up. They mm-hmm. were like, "Yeah, we'll help you," and then they were like, "No, we can't help you," because
0: mm-hmm.
1: who gives money to who? They're uh, they're in twi- An- intertwined. An- with Anita Joe Biden,
0: Anita Dunn, who runs SKD Knickerbocker, which like funds a lot, of, which funds Times Up. She around the time that they declined to pursue the Terry Reed case she was promoted within the Biden campaign basically to campaign manager something like that
1: yeah so basically they're like if we pursue this if we help you we could lose our nonprofit status
0: basically yeah, yeah. Slash. I think
1: that's the 501 mm-hmm. c yes. thing or c3 thing that they that I said
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: so that sucks
2: mm-hmm
0: not a good situation for anyone except for Joe Biden. He's doing fine. Yeah. I mean, well, he he's physically not fine or yeah. mentally, but in this situation I hope he's he's doing just grand. Mhm. Uh okay. So that's it. I mean, you're going to hear a lot of stuff over the coming days about what Bernie about what the problem was with Bernie Sanders' campaign, why it failed. Um, I think that it's worth thinking about, thinking back on all the ways that uh, the media establishment and the Democratic Party tried to attack him and end his campaign throughout.
1: Yeah, I don't think he did a lot wrong. No,
0: I mean, if I th- anything they, wrong, I think it was yeah. The they,
1: media hated him. Mm-hmm, and they made it very clear. Yeah, no,
0: I mean, they tried to call him and. I mean, they've tried to call him a sexist since 2016. They tried to say he was anti-Semitic, that he's racist. <laughs> yeah. They tried to like you know, they tried so many different they tried to like t- drive wedges between progressives, say he's not as progressive as Warren, say that he's, he's too divisive, but uh, nothing they tried worked, and it, it nothing except a, uh, a good old-fashioned rat fucking of you know uh, the competitors dropping out unprecedentedly and coalescing behind a senile racist rapist uh, Joe Biden. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Think, do you think he's going to win in November? No. <laughs> yeah, no I either. don't think
1: so. I think there's going to be uh, yeah, I don't I don't think so. Yeah. As much as everyone's like we need to rally behind the Democratic like nominee, it's like I mean, yeah, we were all thinking thinking like we were all kind of thinking the same thing mm-hmm. when we knew Donald Trump had gotten so far and was doing yeah. so well and everyone was like we have to rally behind Hillary Clinton even if you don't like her. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone's saying yeah. this time around and she couldn't beat him and Joe Biden certainly can't beat right.
0: him. I mean, and he'll, he'll, Biden's running the exact campaign strategy and like platform as Hillary did except the advantage that Hillary had or is that there are, there actually are people who like her that she has, she has like strong supporters and a base yeah. Joe Biden. On the other hand, there is nobody who is pro Joe Biden, like a <laughs> diehard Joe Biden fan out there. No. Joe Biden is just the entire, you know, primary people have been arguing for Joe Biden just because he is He is um, disliked by enough people to make him the most centrist candidate. He is despised by not me, I guess. I don't know. He's just...
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Just one of the first things I thought about when I heard Bernie dropped out was, um, I mean, especially terror read but all the other people who came out
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, yeah. who
1: were survivors what how terrified they have they must be and yeah. i can't even
0: Not oh my
1: god i can't imagine what thoughts are running through their mind and just how scary that has to be the person who sexually assaulted them mm-hmm. is now like running and might be like the biggest person in the united states like how scary is that i
0: mean and when joe biden does lose by a huge margin he's not going to get the blame for that he's not going to get the blame for no running a bad campaign for sexually assaulting them they're going to be blamed for for like smearing
1: his campaign basically Mm -hmm. so that was like the biggest thing i was thinking of just yeah thinking about the and other survivors of
0: yeah i uh, mean
1: it's All old. survivors of sexual assault, but especially there, there are more that Joe Biden has
0: for sure harassed. Yeah, it. just and no
1: one's gonna come. Like, not a lot of people are gonna come out and talk about Joe Biden because, I mean, that look at what happened to her. Mm-hmm. You know, she yeah. can't even get help from Times Up. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. She gets death threats and like.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how sad. Yeah, seeing how little. The people who talked about Joe Biden sexually harassing and assaulting them, how little that mattered and how little it got them, how little, yeah, how little people paid attention to or, to or respected them. Uh, it's a small wonder why so few people do come forward and why so few sexual harassers and rapists like Joe Biden do end up facing consequences.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just... That's the sad part to me. I could care less if he wins or not. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm just like, nah. I feel bad for all the all the people out there who are uh, I don't know. Yeah. feeling this. And I sad about this and yeah, just I agree. scared.
2: Mhm.
1: Sad.
0: Agree. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, we should we should wrap it up. Yep. It's been a
1: it's been a long episode. <laughs> we originally thought it was going to be like thirty minutes, mm-hmm. and then Harry decided to give a very detailed description of what went down this election. Which you know what, whatever. Cool. I should, yeah. Well, now you know.
0: Now I know. For next, he time. went into
1: detail. No, I meant them.
0: Oh, now, now they know. Now they
1: know what happened.
0: Yeah, exactly. They know when they have we... nothing
1: else better. What are they going to do? Yeah, they know. They're sitting in their beds. Mm-hmm. No one...
0: it doesn't matter. Just like us.
1: Yeah. So.
0: All right, we'll get back to the spooky stuff next week. Fun. This was spooky. This
1: <laughs> yeah. was some of the scariest content I think we've ever covered. Yeah, you're right. I'm just saying.
0: We'll get we'll get back to the uh, supernatural stuff. I don't know. We'll get back to the funny stuff next week. How's that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to the funny stuff.
0: Uh, Well, I've been Harry.
1: And I'm still Carly.
0: And this has been...
1: Known Unknowns.
0: We cannot let this. We've never allowed any crisis from the Civil War straight through to the pandemic of 17 all the way around 16. We have never, never let our democracy, Sakes, Second Fiddle, way they, we can both have a democracy and correct the public health.
1: Because it's weird out there. Bye. Bye.
0: While the path may be slower now, we will change this nation and with like-minded friends around the globe, change the entire world.